And now, the BC Food and Wine Radio Network presents Anthony Gizmondi and Casey Wilson. This is BC Food and Wine Radio, presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Save On Foods. Now, here's Anthony and Casey. On the road again. I just can't wait to get on the road again. Hello, British Columbia. We are back on the road again. This time we've touched down in West Kelowna at Mission Hill Family Estate, a uh, fabulous day here in the Okanagan Valley, and we're joined by General Manager Graham Norton of the Iconic Wineries of BC. Graham, great to catch up with you. Anthony, Tony, welcome. Yeah, great to see you. Uh, it's an exciting time of year. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's like everything's going on. This is the time of year. So to have both you and Casey here, this is the best time of year to be in the Okanagan. Mm. We've got fruit coming in every single day. There's a different energy and excitement here at, across all the wineries because we're into harvest time. So um, yeah. not a better time to have you both here. Thank you. Uh, well, we're excited to be here. And I know that uh, it hasn't been easy for anybody with COVID over the last couple of years, but mm. you guys have been on a mission, a big mm. mission uh, to go organic. Can you update our listeners uh, about what's happening here in, in, with all of your wineries? Yeah, this was a, an am, ambitious uh, and passion project that Anthony laid out for us five years ago with a vision of wanting to convert all of our vineyards from north to south to 100% certified organic. So we started that in 2017. As of this harvest, which kicked off uh, August 18th, we had the first uh, bit of Chardonnay coming in from Mission Hill Sparkling, and it will now signify our first fully certified organic harvest across mm. all of our collection wineries. Yeah, and it's a lot, eh? It's a lot, like yeah. 47 vineyards? 47 estate vineyards that we own and farm uh, from north to south, from lake country all the way down to a Soyuz. So um, I think not only what it means for us, but for the Okanagan Valley, as of this year, this region will have the largest percentage of organically grown vineyards on the planet. Yes. And, and how can we visit all these wonderful wineries? Oh, my gosh. I'm, I'm glad you asked that, Casey, because we'd love to have more visitors come and see and hear and taste what we're doing. So um, we've set up, and this was a project we started you know, at the start of COVID last year, really how do we differentiate from a guest experience perspective? So building out experiences that were based around food and wine and education of what we're doing in the vineyards from a sustainability standpoint. So each one of the wineries now has a comprehensive guest experience offering that can all be booked online. We do recommend pre-booking, pre-bookings ahead of time, but every experience is going to have a food component, a wine tasting component, an education component, and we want people to leave with really being passionate as we are about what's happening here in the Okanagan. Well, I always leave with a lot from the gift shop at Mission Hill, and so does Tony. <laughs> yeah. I never see Tony That's shop except at Mission Hill. <laughs> oh my God. Fabulous gift shop. There are no secrets anymore. Uh, well, you've rolled with all the COVID regulations, it's mm-hmm. kind of fun. You come here, like uh, people still have a great experience. They, maybe they taste outside a bit mm-hmm. more, or they're further apart, but it's all quite safe. And it's 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 interesting how people have adapted and wineries have adapted. Yeah, I think that's a credit to the region and to certainly our teams for sure yeah. of how can we think a little bit differently, reimagine the experiences, and utilize different areas of the property that we maybe we hadn't in the past. Like the area that we're sitting next to right now underneath the bell tower is an area that we now have a private lunch offering set up that's wine and food paired with uh, a visit down to our barrel cellar, and that was a space that we wouldn't have used mm-hmm. a few years ago. So. Well, the key is to go online to Mission Hill Family Estate and uh, look at the reservations and get yourself organized for Mm -hmm. the experience that you want, and then they'll look after you uh, when you get here. 
uh, you can pretty much do anything you want. And you'll be rolling. I mean, I know that you go all year round, but right through till Thanksgiving is going to be a busy time in the valley. The the harvest is on, and there's lots happening. There's a lot going on. I think now is a great time to come and visit the Okanagan because it's the weather's cooler. There's the excitement around harvest. We'll have the Terrace Restaurant here in Mission Hill operating in, in, into October. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think from now until Thanksgiving is a great time to come and visit the Okanagan. Well, and we, what's your favorite part about the harvest? Ah, that's a good question, Casey. I think it's how every day is a little bit different because um, we have a plan of what fruit's going to come in and then to actually see it come through, see the excitement from a winemaking perspective when the fruit does come in. It's a culmination of so much work and so much passion from so many different people in viticulture, in winemaking, in operations and production. There's, it's the definition of having one team with one dream of just trying to collectively work together. So I would say every day is different and every day is equally as exciting. I love Harvest. Graham, uh, thanks so much for opening the show. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk to all your people today here mm-hmm. uh, across many different wineries, uh, but it's always fun to kick off the show uh, catching up on what's yeah. going on in the Valley. So thanks so much. Thank you both so much for Thank being you. here. It means a lot. Graham Norton, he's the general manager of Iconic Wineries of BC. Still more to come on the show from Mission Hill Estate Winery. We're going to be joined by Corey Creevel, the winemaker, and winery executive chef Patrick Gaylor. Next on the BC Food and Wine Radio Network, I'm Anthony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. We'll be right back. There's more to come. This is the BC Food and Wine Radio Network, presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Savon Foods. British Columbia's wine growing history dates back generations, and today it's one of the more prominent regions on the worldwide wine stage. With Savon Foods, you can find the world's largest collection in one place. With more than 1,500 wines from over 180 BC VQA wineries, the unique tastes of our province have never been more convenient. Wines of British Columbia at Savon Foods. Browse the entire collection now at SavonFoods.com and discover all the different wines our province has to offer. As someone who is starting or adding to their wine or spirits collection, you recognize your choice of a reputable supplier is paramount. As the only auction in Canada dedicated to fine wines and spirits, Iron Gate Auctions offers buyers a safe and inexpensive way to initiate or enhance their collections. They're experts in the field, and all of their offerings are meticulously sourced from private sellers across Canada. To find out more, visit irongateauctions.com. Taste the flavors of the season at Summerhill Pyramid Bistro and Wine Shop. Their heated patio is open with more space for you to dine safely. So come enjoy a menu showcasing ingredients from their on-site culinary garden. Pair your meal with a new release Summerhill wine for an extraordinary organic experience. The flavors of the season are in abundance at Summerhill Pyramid Bistro and Wine Shop. Online, summerhill.bc.ca. Invest in one of the fastest growing real estate markets in Canada. Green Square Vert is a modern collection of condos and townhomes in the heart of Kelowna's vibrant lower mission. Offering thoughtfully designed one to four bedroom units starting as low as 399000 Located just steps from Kelowna's best shopping, beaches, schools, and more. Rent your unit worry-free with access to top property management firms. For more info on Green Square Vert, visit greensquare.ca. Bold. Award-winning. Discover Gold. Our tasting room at Gold Hill Winery is open and ready to welcome everyone. Come explore our beautiful vineyard and reserve your unique and personal tasting of our exclusive small lot favorites. 
We can't wait to see you again and share our passion. Discover gold. Gold Hill Winery on the beautiful Golden Mile Bench in Oliver. Online, goldhillwinery.com. Now back to BC Food and Wine Radio. Here's Anthony Gismondi and Casey Wilson. Hello, British Columbia, and welcome from beautiful Mission Hill Family Estate in West Kelowna. Joining us is Corey Kriebel. She's the chief winemaker here at Mission Hill Family Estate. And the winery executive chef, Patrick Gaylor, welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you. The, the two people who run the ship. Well, <laughs> Which one's the captain? Normally it's the head chef, I'll or normally the it's the head winemaker. I don't know who's the captain now. We're partners. Yeah. You're partners. <laughs> Great to see you at such a busy time of the year. Mm-hmm. To get a few moments from you is fantastic. Uh, maybe we'll start with you, Corey. A lot of people maybe don't know that you're in charge here now. I am. Uh, they knew the former winemaker, but you are in charge. It's fantastic. Have you enjoyed your new role? Honestly, it's been a great vintage so far. I've yeah. uh, been with Mission Hill since 2015, so yeah. I've had uh, lots of history here already. Yeah. Have a great team, you know, and our viticultural team and our winemaking team here. So it's uh, it's been a great journey so yeah, far. Yeah, yeah, but you're the good one now, <laughs> so you're the one on the spot. But it's, it looks like it's a nice vintage to be in charge of uh, already. Honestly, so far the quality is looking exceptional. Yeah. The yields are low, but, um, you know, very small berry size. The flavors are developing nicely. We have a number of our whites already uh, into the winery and just starting in on the reds. So an exciting vintage to be here. I, I always ask winemakers, when when was that moment that you decided that you knew when to pick? Because like, oh. it, it always seems like a tough task, but there must be some where you just step over the bar and say, okay, I know what I'm doing now, and I'm going to, let's pick. You know, honestly, there really is. I was out in Naramata Ranch, actually, on Saturday night, and I was sitting in one of our Pinot Noir blocks, and I was tasting, and it just the flavor had all of a sudden come through, and it was the tannins. They were very subtle and, and not... They can almost go from like almost a banana skins kind of character to mm-hmm. then all of this, all of a sudden, this fine tannin character in your palate. And that's when you're, you know it's time to pick. And how much time do the pickers get? <laughs> the next morning, I think. Yes. They get a phone yes. call that night? or So we work on more of a three-day schedule. So we'll, yeah. we'll let them know up to three days in advance, and then we'll confirm the next day, the day before. So okay. they, they really know uh, 9 o'clock the, the day before as to when they're going to pick. Yeah. And we do night pick to make sure it's cool. Isn't it all technical now? They just open an iPad or something and tells them which day, what rows, <laughs> what side? <laughs> there is still very much that human element. So <laughs> as much as we have loads of technology to help us, and you know, fully equipped labs. At the end of the day, it really does come down to the taste, because that's the one thing you absolutely cannot change. And well, is it uh, challenging now with COVID getting pickers? You know, labor has definitely been a challenge this year, and you know, we've really worked with the viticulturists to make sure that we're prioritizing when and what we pick. Um, but our crews have been working extremely hard to make sure that we get the fruit in when we need it. We want to get the chef in to talk a bit about the dish that he brought, but you, first we're going to talk quickly about the wine that you brought because, uh, well, you can, you can introduce it, but it's an interesting varietal, I think, one that's on the, on the rise in British Columbia. Oh, myself as well. So we're going to be tasting the 2019 Terroir Collection Cabernet Franc today. So it's a variety that I absolutely love in the Okanagan Valley. I think is so well-suited. Regardless of what the season's looking like, it always shines. One of the things that I think is so special about 
Cab Franc in, in the Okanagan, especially down from the south, is the tannin structure of it. So there's always an abundance of tannin, but it's very fine. So there's no real edges, and then you get this blue and red fruit concentration that tends to come through, and then these neat little herbal notes that, that just are undertones throughout, mm-hmm. throughout the wine. And I'm wondering what a perfect pairing would be for you. Honestly, uh, Cab Franc is one of my favorites to pair with. It just it allows the acidity in the wine allows for a little bit more acidity in the dishes. So something like a tomato or lightly cooked tomato, which might not go with some of, the, uh, of our other reds, with some mushrooms or some peppers or something like that, uh, works really, really well. So I find quite a few of the ingredients that we have coming coming into season this time of year work really well with Cab Franc. So uh, a perfect pairing for us is some lightly cooked tomatoes, uh, peppers, and then with with some protein is nice, so a little bit of richness there to balance some of that tannin structure. So uh, we have a little bit of beef rib, just basically to make a bit of a ragu, almost like you would for mm. a bolognese or something like that would be really ideal. Wow. Yeah. Oh, sounds delicious. Patrick Gaylor is the executive chef here. Of course, Corey Kriebel is the winemaker. Uh, I, I like that, that uh, Cabernet Franc can be, it can be, uh, it can go with rustic food or you can go with a really fine dish too. It has a lot of uh, space in between the Absolutely. way that this grape is made. And, and one that we didn't pay a lot of attention to, we spent, I think, far too many years trying to ripen Cabernet Sauvignon when we should have, you know, jumped on this variety. But now it's really come into its own in the valley. Uh, and it's a fantastic food wine. I just love it. Mm-hmm. And so consistent year to year. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, well, uh, I think uh, the other thing that's interesting about this wine is you mentioned the Terroir Series. So what what should people know about that when they look at the sort of the Mission Hill lines? What's the Terroir Series all about? So I like to actually call the Terroir Series the winemaker's choice. Okay. It is really something that we think is particularly interesting from one year or another, Mm -hmm. and it's from a set vineyard site, so hence the Terroir, so one particular vineyard site. So we'll come to blending and there may be one block that's really stood out or something that we've done a little bit different that we want to showcase as that terroir. So there's several different terroirs that we've done in the past mm-hmm. and new ones that we come out with each year. For example, this year there'll be a terroir Pinot Gris Chardonnay that's coming out from Naramata Ranch that's a little bit different. We nice. did a terroir natural Merlot this year. So it tends what? to... A natural Merlot? <laughs> we did. Oh, you're not in getting away bottle. with that. Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> Uh, well, uh, the other thing that's interesting, we talked to Graham about the the entire company going organic. Uh, what do you think about that, Chef? Like, uh, were you cooking organic before they were growing organic, or if they inspired you, you inspired them? How does that work? It's been a bit of both. I think we we would source organically, and we were just really fortunate here that a lot of producers can grow organically without really having to mani- manipulate too much. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's been some organic orchards that have been renovated into farms. So uh, the majority of our produce, whether it's been certified or not, is is grown, grown organically. So it, w- it was re- really an easy process for us in the kitchen. Um, and now that we're doing it in the vineyards as well, we're looking to expand on that into some meat programs, mm-hmm. which is definitely more challenging than produce, but something we're looking at. Yeah. yeah. You you have these incredible programs now where people can tour the cellar, then have a bite to eat, or they can do many different things, end up with tasting wine, having food. Do you work together on, on this uh, to, to, yeah, absolutely. To, to work out the matches? Well, there's so many wines, and we have to 
time them accordingly and use them in the right areas. Certain tours uh, focus on certain vin- uh, vines or certain series. So yep. we'll have legacy tours that focus specifically on our legacy wines and a terroir tour that focuses more on terroir. So, mm. yeah, it's pretty customized, and there's a lot of back and forth to, to make it all happen. For sure. Chef, tell us quickly about yeah. the dish that you have brought today. Yeah, so this is, this is something that I never experienced or had much experience cooking uh, until going to Germany and eating, uh, and actually Prague was where uh, first had really traditional goulash, and it was in the fall and had um, chanterelle mushrooms and uh, venison in it, actually. But anyways, from there, making goulash has been something I love to do, and in the fall, we get lots of fresh peppers. We make our own paprika, and we're doing this with some organic beef, um, and then somewhere between a goulash and, like I said, a bolognese. So there's a bit of pasta yeah. there as well. Yeah. And strangely or oddly, the flavors in the dish are almost like the flavors in the wine, which is a cr- it's a fantastic uh, match that way. Yeah, we, uh, we the goulash for us. I think that some of the savory herbalness from uh, from the dish pairs really well with the wine, but then also the peppers and the tomato too. So you get both aspects. I think Cap Franc's just mm. really flexible that way. So. Do you feel the energy from Corey at this time of the year? Like she's working uh, 17 yeah. hours a day or 18 I hours a day? try to put my head down and work hard too. So. <laughs> Do you sleep at the winery now uh, some nights? Or? Uh, it's, all, it's fairly close. Fortunately, I'm really close to the winery. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, listen, it's so great for both of you to give us a few moments of your time during such a busy yeah, time. But uh, Mission Hill really continues to set a super high standard that uh, I think a lot of the people around the globe are looking at. And we, we love that... Uh, we can now do that in British Columbia. It's, it's, it's a very impressive thing. You do it so well. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you both. Yeah, take care. Hey, you're listening uh, to the BC Food and Wine Radio Network coming to you live today from Mission Hill Family Estate Winery. Uh, plenty more coming up on the show. You, we've been talking with Corey Kreebel. She's the winemaker at Mission Hill Family Estate. She's taking the helicopter down to her next vineyard, I think. And Patrick Gaylor, the executive chef. Up next is Shane Munn. General Manager and winemaker at Martin's Lane. I'm Anthony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. We'll be right back. There's more to come. This is the BC Food and Wine Radio Network, presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Savon Foods. The Maipo Valley is a -a one-of-a-kind spot for Cabernet Sauvignon. Since 1850, Carmen, the first Chilean winery, has been recognized by the most prestigious publications for their innovative capacity to produce wines with identity, while at the same time remaining open to reinvention. For Carmen, it's not enough to be first. It's about being better than yesterday. Carmen, the first Chilean winery, reinventing itself since 1850. Find out more at Carmen.com. Red Rooster Winery invites you to visit for a sensory journey from grape to glass. Take in the sweeping vineyard, lake, and mountain views from their cozy estate on the Naramata Bench. This month, Red Rooster is featuring their award-winning 2020 Viognier, the perfect companion while you take in the views. Seated tastings are offered seven days a week from 11 to 5 this fall. Come for the views, stay for the wine. Find out more at redroosterwinery.com. It's a new normal. My husband and I want to get away. Need something to look forward to. So we decided to book a weekend away at a European wellness resort right here in BC. Plan an escape without leaving the province at Sparkling Hill Resort. Overlooking the beautiful Okanagan Valley. Relax and focus on your health and wellness at this luxury resort. Check out the immersive wellness packages available and learn more about this undiscovered gem today at sparklinghill.com. Overlooking a beautiful 12-acre vineyard in the heart of the Cowichan Valley. 
the Unsworth Restaurant welcomes you to get away from it all. Enjoy a delectable menu and award-winning wines in our dining room or outdoor patio. Unsworth Restaurant, vineyard dining where casual meets elegant. You can find Unsworth wines across BC. Look for us at your local liquor store. Visit unsworthvineyards.com. Hillside Winery is here to serve you, BC. We're offering free shipping across the province on all orders of six bottles or more. Let Hillside deliver direct to your doorstep and give you one less thing to tick off your shopping list. If you're a local, ordering online for pickup is easy and hassle-free. Hillside will happily box up your wines and have them ready and waiting for you. We want to make getting your favorite Hillside wines easy. Find us online at hillsidewinery.ca. Now back to BC Food and Wine Radio. Here's Anthony Gismondi and Casey Wilson. Hello, British Columbia, and welcome from the iconic winery Mission Hill Family Estates in West Kelowna. Joining us is Shane Munn. Uh, I think he brought the music with him. He's the winemaker and general manager of Martin's Lane. Welcome back. Great to have you. Thanks. Lovely to be here again. Uh, you work at one of the most interesting wineries in the world, I think. Uh, from a design point of view, it's a pretty special spot. Yeah, it's a cool place to make wine. I mean, it does sort of sway the, uh, the art versus science kind of uh, discussion more in, in terms of the towards art, I guess. So. Yeah. It's a cool place to make wine. Uh, it's multi-leveling six or seven levels, and there's not a single pump in the place. No, no, not not at this stage. But yeah, yeah six levels. Everything's moved by gravity. The fruit, the juice, the wine, always. So, making wine slowly. Yeah. What should people know about that? About when they hear this, so everybody says they do gentle winemaking. But what what is that all about? Why, yeah. why do we talk about that? I guess uh, you know our focus is Pinot Noir. It's about seventy-five percent of our production, and it's you know it's not even arguable that it's the most sensitive grape variety so it doesn't like being overly manipulated you know the key attribute you're looking for with pinot is elegance and so you know anytime it goes through a pump it doesn't come out the the other side the same with the mm-hmm. same characteristics so mm-hmm. you know you try to keep those ethereal perfumes and and floral notes and uh yeah just moving it gently certainly helps you've been making pinot for a while in canada uh Oh yeah, just uh, in the middle of our eighth vintage yeah. at uh, Martin's Lane. So like you made a decision to come here to make Pinot. Do you do you feel <laughs> really good about it now, or what, what do you think about the potential here for Pinot Noir? Because oh, I wouldn't have come here if I didn't think we had the ability to make world class wine. That's the the key kind of uh, you know, factor in any of my decisions to move anywhere in the world. And, yeah, and it's you know it's taken me to some pretty far far reaching parts of New Zealand and Italy and France and here and yeah. now here and yeah. so you know we're in the middle of our eighth harvest and it's as different as the the seven previous harvests which <laughs> is kind of kind of what makes it fun yeah so, yeah kind of on the edge all the time yeah always yeah you know. uh okay Casey well I'm curious about what is your favorite part of this time of year uh, just the energy, I think. I always kind of joked that the, the most fun day of the of the winemaking year is the first day of harvest, and uh, the saddest day is the last day of harvest. Wow. you know, you thrive on that energy, and, yes. you know, you just, just you, know, you put in tens of thousands of steps every day, always tasting, always moving, um, you know, making different decisions and that kind of stuff, you know, surrounding yourself with like-minded people. Do you eat anything special or...? Uh, 
we don't really have too much time to be too particular. You mm-hmm. know, we finished the end of day yesterday with a uh, a train full of sushi and oh, that sort great. of stuff, and a few beers and a nice bottle of wine. Sounds so, good. You know, just always sort of looking to kind of drink something interesting and motivating. Yes, I think it's sometimes hard for people to understand how crucial those those few weeks are. Like. Most people work all year at a job, but there's never a crucial two weeks in their job or three weeks when, you know, the grapes are coming in and things got to be done and you yeah, know, yeah. decisions have to be made and you got to live with them for the rest of the life of the wine. So it's yeah, yeah, you certainly uh, rely on uh, this part of the year for a fair bit of your fitness. You know, you're certainly yeah. on your feet. Uh, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm usually up an hour and a half before my alarm goes off because you just you're always thinking yeah, and that jazz. kind of stuff. So yeah. Yeah. Okay, so uh, you brought a wine with you. Let's talk about, uh, in general, a little bit about the Pinot Noirs, the selection you have at hand, and then what you've brought today. Yeah, for Martin's Lane, we farm four vineyards, um, all certified organic as of 2019. So this is a new release from 2017. The vineyard was farmed organically then. It's probably, of the 47 vineyards in our company, mm-hmm. um, it's probably easily the most unique and diverse in terms of its geology and elevation changes and blocks and... You know, we share this vineyard with uh, probably about five of the six wineries. Um, we have our own little key key attributes. So this wine is a new release. It's an assemblage of three different parts of the vineyard, um, all kept separate the whole way through the winemaking process, just like all of our blocks, and then assembled after uh, 18 months in barrel. So which, which is the Naramata Ranch vineyard that we're talking yep. about. Yeah. yeah, yeah. it's the most northern vineyard on the Naramata bench. Um, very, very isolated. Um, and, you know, I, I wouldn't say it's representative of all of the Naramata bench because yep. it's so unique. It's, yeah. uh, you know, it's... No, it's, it's so. not. It's, it's, as, it's as wild as it's labeled, I think, in some ways, which yeah. I just love. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Shane Munn is the winemaker at Martin's Lane. We're talking about the Naramata Ranch uh, Vineyard 2017 Pinot Noir and, of course, other things. Uh, the company went organic. Uh, I, I assume you were in a big push for that too from, from the yeah, get-go. Yeah, I'd say that was probably a key attribute to me almost signing on when I met Anthony in day one is like, you know, hearing yeah. his vision for Martin's Lane and him asking my philosophy and, yep. you know, my background before coming to Martin's Lane was probably working at organic and biodynamic wineries for the previous dozen or so years. So it's it's kind of what I know. It's what, what I what, work for. So. Yeah, and what what do Casey and I need to know about that? Like, okay, so you're organic, great, but what, what why do we need? Why do you want to be that? And why do we need to know something about that? What what well, is it? Well, I think it's just you know people care about what they put in their mouths, whether it's food or beverages and that sort of stuff. And yeah. I think it, it doesn't necessarily make better wine. It makes more interesting, complex wine from my perspective. And so. You know, we going into this harvest, our aim is to actually make seven, if not eight, different Pinot Noirs. Now okay. we've identified some of the blocks that are a bit more special. Mm-hmm. Is you know, when you visit the winery, we we do vertical tastings or you know, tastings of all of those wines. And I think right. I think the the difference between them is quite palpable, and that's what you're looking for. No mm-hmm. point in making eight Pinots if they all taste the same. I would say in the early days, it was tough to get to to get in the winery how does it work today how, how can people visit you or not visit you or buy the wine yeah, yeah. i mean you can uh, email us or call us make an appointment you know we have four staff full t- full time and that sort of stuff so it's a, yeah. it's a pretty small operation yeah um, we all take part in you know all the production and all the hospitality at various times of the year and uh you know our wine club is growing phenomenally quickly it's doubled its uh, its members in the last year so we're almost getting to that stage where the demand is exceeding the supply, which is the ultimate sort of thing. So. Yeah, sure. And what's the most challenging part of the harvest? Um, 
I don't actually find any of it challenging. I just thrive on the energy of it and that kind of stuff. I mean, there's always decisions you've got to make. Like, you know, we are picking probably about a quarter of our whole harvest today. And part of that is like, you know, some of those blocks are... Um, so that's why I'm here. <laughs> and you're sitting here. I'm just thinking, exactly. he's picking a quarter today and he's sitting talking to us. Wow, yeah. we're honored. And uh, it's because we have five days rain coming. You know, not every great region is perfect. You yep. always get thrown little curveballs and yeah. you've got to face these dilemmas. And I just spent most of the morning in the vineyard with Kurt, the viticulturist. And, sure. you know, you start to get, you know, talk emotionally about, you know, just do we pick it now or do we wait five days and that sort of stuff. You're always That's doing my that, so. next question. Yeah. Have you ever cried during a harvest? Shame. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yes, wow. I have. You seem so tough. Yeah. Uh, no, it's, uh, and it's not because of any physical pain. Usually it's emotional kind of stuff. Yeah. Yes. But, uh, yeah. Well, like to make this decision now, like what 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 effect does the rain have? Why do you want to pick now or not wait? Or what 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 goes through your mind with these grapes? Yeah, I mean, there? what rain does is you just get dilution. The the vines suck up that water, and you know that you get dilution of all the flavors that you've mm-hmm. kind of worked so hard to achieve. And yep. you know, it takes a few days of dry weather after that for those flavors to come back. And yep. with Pinot Noir being su- such a sensitive variety, you know, you can. You know, those thin skins can be compromised and that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's always that famous saying in Burgundy, if it tastes great now, you should have picked it last week. So, <laughs> so I like that. Yeah. Uh, well, you look pretty good for a guy who's going to pick a lot of grapes today. Uh, you've had uh, wildfires. You have COVID. You, it's an exciting time to be a winemaker in some ways. Yeah, it's absolutely crazy. It's almost like a season of two halves up to Verazon where we had dryness, heat, wildfires, yeah. heat waves, and yeah. then it's cooled off since Verazon. It's yeah. kind of clear blue skies-ish like yeah. this today. And, yeah. uh, you know, the Pinots we've got in the fermenters already uh, going to give us wines that are about 125 to 13% alcohol. That's kind of perfect. Beautiful. Nice flavors. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, well, Shane, really great for you to come by today, considering how busy you are. Martin's Lane, Narramatta Ranch Vineyard, 2017 Pinot Noir, to be released to club members in the next few days and then yeah, available two weeks. online. Yeah, if there's uh, any left. If there's any left. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And save me some chili sauce. Love to. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Great to see you. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for me again. Yeah. Fantastic. Shane uh, Winemaker, he's the general manager of Martin's Lane, but there's still plenty more to come from Mission Hill Family Estate. Up next, Taylor Whalen, he's the winemaker at Cedar Creek, and Neil Taylor is the executive chef at Home Block at Cedar Creek. I'm Anthony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. We'll be right back. There's more to come. This is the BC Food and Wine Radio Network, presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Savon Foods. British Columbia's wine growing history dates back generations, and today it's one of the more prominent regions on the worldwide wine stage. With Save On Foods, you can find the world's largest collection in one place. With more than 1,500 wines from over 180 BC VQA wineries, the unique tastes of our province have never been more convenient. Wines of British Columbia at Save On Foods. Browse the entire collection now at saveonfoods.com and discover all the different wines our province has to offer. Whether it's in the tasting room or outside on the spacious rooftop patio with a gorgeous view of Okanagan Lake, the Therapy Vineyard Tasting Experience is one of a kind. The tasting room is open daily, reservations required for groups of six or more. Need a little long-distance therapy? Sign up for their fully customizable wine club with 15% off therapy wine, 20% off select rates at the inn, discounted shipping, and more. Sign up today at therapyvineyards.com.
The Maipo Valley is a one-of-a-kind spot for Cabernet Sauvignon. Since 1850, Carmen, the first Chilean winery, has been recognized by the most prestigious publications for their innovative capacity to produce wines with identity, while at the same time remaining open to reinvention. For Carmen, it's not enough to be first. It's about being better than yesterday. Carmen, the first Chilean winery, reinventing itself since 1850. Find out more at Carmen.com. For an after-work escape any day of the week, the tasting room at Mount Boucherie Estate Winery is open every day till 8. Take your Mount Boucherie experience to the next level as you enjoy the view from the patio with stand-up or seated tasting overlooking beautiful Okanagan Lake. Grab some wine, cheese, and meats from the modest butcher market and create your own picnic on the lawn. Reservations are recommended. To book your next tasting, visit mtboucherie.com. Hi, I'm Jesse from Black Hills Estate Winery, inviting you to celebrate 21 years of premium winemaking with the estate release of our 2019 Nota Bene. Led by winemaker Ross Wise, our team's focus is on organic viticulture and minimal intervention winemaking. This summer, wine club members will enjoy member-exclusive wines such as our 2020 Rosé and our infamous and rare Carmenere. For more information on the perks of membership or to book your visit with us, go to blackhillswinery.com or check us out on Facebook and Instagram. Now back to BC Food and Wine Radio. Here's Anthony Gismondi and Casey Wilson. Just watch me dance. Welcome back to the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. Uh, joining us now is Taylor Whalen. He's the winemaker at Cedar Creek, and Neil Taylor is the executive chef at the very popular Home Block restaurant at Cedar Creek. Gentlemen, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Great to have you both here. You look so excited to be here. <laughs> Best day of the year. Best day of the year. That is so great. Uh, well, we hear a lot of people are picking. Are, are you picking a bunch of grapes today? Yes. yes Wondering why picking. you're here, I guess. Yeah, no, happy yeah. to make the time. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, outside of this, there's a lot of fruit coming in today for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Cedar Creek has is, is just been charging along at a at almost breakneck speed ever ever since the the – the rebuilding of the site was finished. Uh, you got to be excited about that. Yeah, it's been like a roller coaster ride, Anthony. It's like <clears throat> 2014, we were purchased by Anthony Von Mendel. The, the renovation started. We we're three or four years for that mm -hmm. beautiful new site, which Neil obviously works in. And, uh, you know, the, the evolution in the winery has been along the same track. Mm -hmm. with so much stuff happening in terms of investment, the way we're farming the vineyards, the way we're making the wines. And, yeah, yeah. it's it's. It's been crazy. And you're sort of, I, I know that you're champ championing the north as well now because uh, everybody's looking for a cool climate and you're surrounded by it from your own vineyards, even moving further north now into into Vernon. Yeah, it's been a bit of like a, a, a soul search for us at Cedar Creek to try and work out what we're best at and what the core of Cedar Creek really is. Mm-hmm. Over those three or four years, uh, lots of tasting, lots of spending time in the vineyards, and we realized that it was the original Cedar Creek Vineyard that is the core of what we do. Um, so why don't we focus on the north? Why don't we focus on Kelowna, East Kelowna, Lake Country, Naramata? Um, so yeah, we're, we're, we're kind of narrowing the source of our vineyards to, to the north and to Pinot, Chard, Riesling, Pinot Gris, these kind of cool mm. climate varieties. You brought a couple of wines. We're going to talk about them with the food and the chef. Uh, so these kind of represent too the the new the new wave at Cedar Creek. Yeah, uh, people know platinum, but maybe we'll have a quick discussion about what that means to you and how it gets in the bottle. Yeah, absolutely. So 
Platinum would be our kind of premium tier, what used to be our top tier, although we'll, we'll talk about that in a sec. So they're all uh, single vineyard wines. They're meant to be wines that we think there's something special about the vineyard or the growing season or the way we're making the wines, mm-hmm. and mostly small production too. So there's a, a Pinot Gris we're trying here, Symes Platinum Pinot Gris from a vineyard just down the, the road from Cedar Creek, and we're only making about 300 cases of it, so pretty small lot stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Chef, you've been uh, cooking along. So you guys work closely, actually, and talk a lot about food and wine, more, yeah. more than maybe a lot of people would, would, would guess. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Taylor and I work on, you know, we, we taste wines a lot and kind of, you know, I bounce ideas off him. And, you know, when we, when we do kind of events and stuff, Taylor and I always discuss kind of, you know, which wines we're going to go with. And then, you know, I kind of put, put the food towards the wine. So, yeah, it's, it's a good collaboration for sure. And yeah. great programs now, wine-paired lunch and a small bites menu and... A wine-paired dinner? Yeah, so we have a two-course uh, wine-paired lunch. Um, we have a three-course uh, dinner. And then we also have a platinum library experience, which is five five courses, kind of no options, just like kind of, you know, we, you know, I build a menu or my team builds a menu, and we pick the wines to kind of go along with it. It's a really fun, that's been a, a, a real, you know, fun way to, to kind of delve into some, some different wines and, and get some out of the library and yeah it's been a it's been a it's a real joy to do that menu. So we have this sort of intense supercharged Pinot Gris here. You brought a dish. Mm-hmm. Tell us what you've decided or why why this dish? Well how does it match up? Yeah so it's kind of and it's got kind of a my last hurrah of summer I think this dish was kind of getting into those fall ingredients. Um, so we've got coho salmon crudo so just really thinly sliced crudo just really simply seasoned with salt. Um, cherry tomatoes again just the last kind of batch of them. They have a bit more acidity, and that was quite a sweet, which I thought would work really well with the wine. Fava beans, which are from our garden. We have another garden kind of a, a, a one of our properties, just uh, just literally over the over the wall, I suppose, for want of a better term. And then labna, which is kind of like a, a, a salted hung yogurt cheese, often used cheese used in the Middle East. So there's lots of sweet and salty and kind of, you know, herbaceous things with some dill there. And, yeah, I think it will work really well with the, with, with the wine. With well, the sweet and salty herbaceous wine or...? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it's got all. It's, it's, I think you know, it, uh, this wine for me, you know, it, it it needs a bit of like fat and some again some salt, which I think you'll get from the from the from the labner, some yeah. fat from the salmon, minerality from those fava beans. So yeah, lots of lots of cool things to play around with. And Home Block has the best scones I've ever tasted. Thank you. And I know. <laughs> I published the recipe in the I Vancouver remember, yeah. Sun. Excellent, excellent recipe. Cool. Thank you. Uh, we're, sp- we're speaking with Taylor Whalen. He's the winemaker at Cedar Creek. Neil Taylor is the chef at Home Block. Uh, we've been tasting the Pinot Gris. We're going to talk about another wine. Uh, uh, aspect is a really cool subject now at Cedar Creek. Maybe we could explain that to folks. You're going to see more and more of these wines. Yeah, absolutely. So Aspect is a new tier of wine we've introduced at Cedar Creek. It's composed of only four wines, which are the best wines we make, in my opinion. The two Pinots, Block 2 and 4, and then uh, Block 3 Riesling, Block 5 Chardonnay. So the idea was we put so much work into managing these vineyards and identifying what's special about these blocks over the last few years. We're seeing the quality take huge jumps year over year. We're seeing our production go down because of the way we're farming. Uh, We thought these wines are better than they've ever been. They're more impressive than everything else we do, so let's make another tier to really showcase them. Which is kind of normal. Like If you think about Burgundy, They've always had their Grand Cru's and their Premier Cru's, and they've yep. been studied forever. So I think at some point we're going to have to have some system for all of these wines to fall into so that we can continue to study them more, enjoy them, and know what we're getting over the next 50 years sort of thing. Like, this is kind of the pinnacle. I don't know that we'll change much from here, but we need to 
focus on them for a longer period of time. I think so, yeah. They're, and that's part of it, actually, is the wines have a pedigree now. We've been making these wines for 10 years. We know yeah. they can age. We know there's a lot of quality there. So mm. let's emphasize that by putting them into a new tier. And you're part of the organic train, so that's another layer now that's going to come on. Uh, how would you explain organics, like what it's done for the wine, or what will it do for the wine? What's your expectation? Well, like, why go organic? Yeah, for me, it's a couple of things. It intensifies the characters of the vineyard that you're farming so you just get more intensity in whatever characters you used to have mm-hmm. is more work like everybody says you got more people spending more time in the vineyard um, but the wine quality is exceptional if, if if anybody ever came to me and said you have to go back to conventional farming conventional winemaking I would say no uh, yeah I'd fight tooth and nail to stay where we are now <laughs> no so. just say no yeah <laughs> yeah yeah uh, well, it's 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 really interesting to see this development. Tell us a little bit now. I'd like to talk about the restaurant. It's such a interesting place to be, sitting either outside or inside. The flow of it. How how are how are you engaging with the guests? How, what what's your feedback from them? Sort of. I mean, I think I think we have you know really good feedback. We've you know we have a very very open kitchen, so you know you're kind of fully immersed. You know we're fully immersed with with diners and vice versa. So it's. Uh, yeah, it's a really interactive kind of space, and you can you can watch us work, and we get to watch the reaction of the guests when they're eating, which is obviously a you know a, mm-hmm. a, a huge advantage for what for what we do. Yeah, it's a, honestly it's a it's a really fun place to work, and it's uh, yeah you know pairing wines you know Taylor's wines is always always fun, and I think our food and our food and wine styles match kind of pretty well. Yeah, you know I like lots of clean kind of fresh you know punchy flavors with lots of acidity. So yeah, I think I think they they go hand in hand. You know? You guys must be pretty important. Uh, they're coming to pick you up just to get you over to the winery uh, shortly. Taylor's uh, a busy man, you know? Yeah. yeah, that's right. No, I don't even have a car anymore. I just fly everywhere. So. And Tyler, people should join the wine club. Yeah, actually, that's a good point, Casey. So for a lot of these limited production wines now, the only way is to get them by joining our wine club. Almost all of them are allocated to our wine clubs. Um, and in particular, we're about to release a new wine club, which is focused on those four top-tier aspect wines. Lots of amazing benefits, a new hospitality building on-site to host those members, mm-hmm. and access to the four wines as well, which, as I said, are the production's only going down on them. So That was kind of the final finish, right? The VIP building that was built for the wine club members and that, and a bit of office space, I guess, also, but yep. that's done, too. As done, and the furniture has arrived, uh, which was the last piece. <laughs> oh, so, wow. Yeah. Well, that took about 10 years just to select, I would imagine. <laughs> it's got to be right. So we're ready to go. Yeah. yeah. So if people want to get up and enjoy the harvest, they might better get up in the next couple of weeks, I think. Make it happen. We might be done by Thanksgiving. Yeah. So, yeah. Super. Yeah. Thanks so much for joining us today. Lovely wines and a great dish. Can't wait to finish that off. Thank, Thank you. you. Okay, our guests have been Taylor Whalen. He's the winemaker at Cedar Creek. Neil Taylor's the executive chef at Home Block Restaurant at Cedar Creek, uh, both of them working hard over in East Kelowna. Plenty more coming up on the show. Our next guest is Amy Painter. She's the winemaker at Liquidity, and executive chef Phil Tease has come along with her to talk about the food. I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. You're listening to the BC Food and Wine Radio Network, and we'll be right back. There's more to come. This is the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. Presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Savon Foods.
Casual, modern dining. Exceptional Okanagan flavor. Introducing the most anticipated new eatery in the Valley. 15 Park Bistro at Watermark Beach Resort in Osuyus. Chef Nick Atkins and his team are ready to create an unforgettable dining experience for you. Utilizing fresh local ingredients. 15 Park Bistro's lakeside patio with its unmatched views of Lake Osuyus is now open. Indoor dining available as well. For reservations and more, including full takeout menu options, visit 15parkbistro.com. Clos de Soleil Winery knows that the best wines keep it simple. It's all about the grapes and the place where they are grown. Minimal handling, minimal intervention, maximum beauty in the bottle. Nestled in a sunny, stony corner of BC's Similkameen Valley, Clos de Soleil produces wines that blend the best of Bordeaux varieties with their unique terroir. The result? Wines that are elegant and effortlessly special. Tastings by appointment or buy online at clodesoleil.ca. Free shipping to BC and Alberta on orders of six or more bottles. The Maipo Valley is a one-of-a-kind spot for Cabernet Sauvignon. Since 1850, Carmen, the first Chilean winery, has been recognized by the most prestigious publications for their innovative capacity to produce wines with identity, while at the same time remaining open to reinvention. For Carmen, it's not enough to be first. It's about being better than yesterday. Carmen, the first Chilean winery, reinventing itself since 1850. Find out more at Carmen.com. Experience award-winning wines and a pastoral view of the Oliver Valley from the covered patio at Tinhorn Creek Vineyards. The tasting room is open daily from 11 to 6. Why not book a black glass blind tasting or add a charcuterie plate to your tasting? For exclusive VIP experiences, join the Crush Club. Membership includes regular wine shipments, 15% off purchases, early access to new releases, and admission to the Wine Club Lounge. Don't forget, Miradoro Restaurant is also open daily for indoor and outdoor dining. Visit Tinhorn.com. Overlooking a beautiful 12-acre vineyard in the heart of the Cowichan Valley, the Unsworth Restaurant welcomes you to get away from it all. Enjoy a delectable menu and award-winning wines. In our dining room or outdoor patio, Unsworth Restaurant, vineyard dining where casual meets elegant. You can find Unsworth wines across BC. Look for us at your local liquor store. Visit unsworthvineyards.com. Now back to BC Food and Wine Radio. Here's Anthony Gismondi and Casey Wilson. Welcome back to the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. I'm Anthony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. Uh, our next guests come from Liquidity Winery. Uh, if you didn't know, it's a fantastic little winery in the Okanagan Falls. Amy Painter is the winemaker. She's fantastic, too. <laughs> she, she's a good reason to go there. And she's brought along Chef Phil Tees, who also works there uh, and cooks the food. Food and wine has been a big theme today. Welcome to the show. Thank, Thank you. you. Great to have you here. I'm going to start with you, Phil, because uh, the question I get is, what's going on at Liquidity? Is, is, is Liquidity is the restaurant on open closed how is it working so maybe we could explain that first of course so we're open during tasting room hours and okay. we have a couple of experiences available so we have the art of food and wine which is a flight of five of our wines paired with five bites okay. and then we also have a two course uh, lunch menu with paired uh, wine as well yeah. so everything is based around the synergy between the food and the wine with a little focus on the the food when it comes to that, but uh, it, okay. my whole job is to back what Amy is creating. Yeah, I think it's all our job is to act what, w- <laughs> to back what exactly. Amy's doing there. It was made very clear to me, and <laughs> yeah. it's been a pleasure all summer long. Yeah, uh, trying to make that happen. 
<laughs> Amy, I told wa- him to say that. Welcome back, Amy. <laughs> the last time we saw you, we thought, wow, this, this woman's just a ball of fire. What's going to happen down there? Uh, now you're into harvest. How's it going? It's going great. Yeah. Um, you'll see I dyed my hair pink. Oh, I <laughs> can see that. I thought maybe you just got caught in the Pinot bin or something. <laughs> no, it was a conscious decision. All right. So this was a harvest decision. Yes. Okay. Yeah, it's a harvest tradition. I was going to ask you if you had any superstitions during harvest. So I do have two harvest traditions. One is I dye my hair pink for a bit. And the other one is I make sure to purchase a rather extravagant fanny pack for harvest. Oh, and what would be in that (laughs) fanny pack? Or dare we ask? (laughs) There's usually Sharpies, pens, a flashlight. And oh. then there's obviously, there's the harvest chocolate, which is really how I important. operate during uh-huh. harvest. Important. Okay, that's your coffee. <laughs> exactly. Right <laughs> on. Only when she got that fanny pack did she declare, harvest can start. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, let's talk, because we didn't talk much about wine uh, last time, you brought a couple of wines. We'll mm-hmm. start with, uh, do you want to start with the Chardonnay? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. So the 2019 Reserve Chardonnay is in front of us. What do we need to know about this? Where does it come from? Give us a few details. Yeah, so this is from, it's exclusively from the liquidity property, um, from vines that were planted in 1994, so they've got some really cool age on them. Um, It's clone 76. It's all barrel fermented, barrel aged, um, a little bit of mallow, but not 100%. We really want to hold on to, you know, what liquidity wines are all about, that mm-hmm. freshness, that acidity. Um, so it's a, it's a beautiful wine on its own. It has a little bit of, it has that richness and opulence, but it also has the acidity to, to pair really well with food as well. So you tasted the other wines. Are you tweaking now or is there some direction? Or are you happy with what, you, what you're doing? Or like, can you explain how you go into a new winery and interact with it i guess yeah totally i mean there are definitely like small little changes um that i'm making and i think that's just like how i operate as a winemaker my personal winemaking philosophies um but there's you know there's so much good fruit on the liquidity property that Mm -hmm. it's it's more about like look at this amazing stuff that we have coming into the winery and how do we elevate that and really make the most of what we've got like what would you tell taylor he's way up north you're in okanagan falls you're kind of in a sweet spot you're not too hot not too cold what uh, what do you think about where you are in that that uh, position now the little goldilocks region <laughs> <laughs> there you go no it, it truly is right like we are you know in that little central spot where it's cool enough to grow Pinot and Chardonnay, but we're also able to uh, grow these beautiful, elegant Merlots, Cab Sav, right there on the same property, like mm-hmm. literally blocks that are right next door to each other. We're speaking with Amy Painter. She's the winemaker at Liquidity and executive chef Phil teases along uh, as well. And Phil, what advice do you have for the home cook? To just trust themselves. I think in 2021, everybody sees food uh, shows all the time on TV. They see it all around the Internet. We know a lot more than we give ourselves credit to for. And the main tip that I give people is to believe in themselves, trust themselves, and especially when it comes to pairing food and wine, you know the wines that you like. You know what you've been served with it before. There are some little basics that you need to understand, but other than that, just trust yourself, have fun, and more often than not, it's going to end up with an amazing result. <laughs> and tell us about the dish that you yeah. brought. And can we Which has an overwhelming aroma just <laughs> it swirling does. over Thank here. You. It's incredible. So this is uh, BC Cot Line Cod. 
linkad that's been marinated in peach induya. So induya is traditionally made with pork. It's a fermented um, spreadable salami. So we did it with amazing peaches from the Okanagan uh, through the same process. And then that's served with a uh, sour corn custard and a farro succotash. With, and uh, we finished it a couple of weeks ago. Amy and I were uh, brainstorming about this show, this dish, <coughs> and this Chardonnay. And I thought, wouldn't it be amazing to see what it would taste like to make a flavored oil with the Chardonnay leaves that created this reserve Chardonnay? So we figured we would try it, and it ended up with this amazing gra- these amazing grassy notes that you find a lot of the time in uh, high-quality olive oils. So we just finished the dish with it at the end. This sounds like a serious, um, se- I was going to say a serious incident. <laughs> <laughs> and what I wanted to ask you is, uh, have you had any funny incidents in the kitchen you can tell us about? Well, actually, not that long ago, uh, we started this new dish where we uh, pickle some beets now that beets are starting. And uh, we have this amazing juicer that we have, and we juice a lot of vegetables every, every week. And uh, one of our cooks wanting to uh, get ahead on mise en place and to prep beets forgot to put the end of it that is supposed to collect the pulp. Oh. And was so focused on what he was doing, had no idea. He had a mountain of beets. There was peat li- beet liquid everywhere. Oh. Everything was stained. His shoes, his pants actually oh. walked in the kitchen today and still found a little bit of beet juice hidden underneath Jeez, the fridge. It, it's hard to get that <laughs> out, right? It really is. Oh, my wow. goodness. Oh. Uh, Amy, where are you at with the harvest and how, how, how much do you have to go? And yeah, um, we're we're pretty close on bringing in all of our whites. We still have Viognier hanging out there, uh, but Chardonnay's done, uh, Rosé's done, Sparkling Base is done. We've brought in, as of yesterday, about 34 tons, um, and everything looks awesome. Um, you know, I'm like super stoked with the quality. Beautiful little berries, really lovely flavor of the con- and like concentration. Mm. The vineyard guys have done an amazing job, and in what's been like a little bit of a challenging year. Yeah, um, and what's what's the most challenging part of this harvest? Oh gosh, um, <laughs> I think it's. Uh, I mean, for me, it's my first harvest as a winemaker, so for me, that's my biggest challenge. Wow. It's kind of like wrapping my head around things and and getting to know the vineyards and everything like that, but. I have such a huge support network, and, and like I said, the fruit is amazing going in, so I'm, I feel very fortunate. And Phil can feed you. Exactly, which he does. Bless him. He does feed me. It's great. We do wellness <laughs> checks. Yes, exactly. good. A couple you times do. a week, one of us goes down to the crush pad and we're like, do you need anything? Do you need food, water? Are you okay? Do you need a cot bed for the back? <laughs> yeah. I, uh, by the way, I just took a sip of this incredibly silky <laughs> dividend here. Yeah. Wow, that's a lovely wine. Tell us a bit about that. It's not out yet, right? Or? It is not. So this is a, just a little sneak peek for you guys. Yeah. Um, so this is a 2019 dividend. So dividend is our Bordeaux blend. So this vintage is uh, predominantly Merlot. It's about 45% Merlot, 40% Cab Sav, 15% Cab Franc. Um, the Merlot comes from our estate vineyards. The Cab Sav and the Cab Franc is from Oliver. Um, and for me, and I think for Phil as well, this is one of like the wines that really kind of expresses liquidity as a whole, right? Like it's three different components that you get to take together and blend and take a little bit of this, a little bit of that. It's like cooking, and then you create this this beautiful elevated product that's that's more than its components. Absolutely. It's delicious. The texture is really impressive. I right. think people will like that. Uh, 
Well, listen, it was, it was so great to just catch up with you. And uh, now I, I'm going to suggest that people go there at lunchtime, I think, and while away the afternoon and watch people work yes. <laughs> and have food and order extra wine and just uh, look at that incredible uh, view south mm-hmm. out of the winery. Yeah, Sounds absolutely. Like a great plan. Be a fun thing to do. Definitely. Absolutely. Best way to, to spend the day. Thanks so much, Amy Painter. She's the winemaker. Uh, Phil Tees is the chef at Liquidity in Okanagan Falls. Uh, really a special place, a, a Goldilocks kind of place. I think yeah. I love that term. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you can't miss her. She's got pink hair. <laughs> and Phil, well, he doesn't have hardly There's any hair. So, no hair. Yeah, it's a kind of a nice, uh, a nice gathering. <laughs> Thanks so much. Thank, Thank you so you much. Guys. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, listen, thanks to everybody here at uh, Mission Hill today. We had a great show, uh, learning a lot about this current vintage, the challenging times in BC, and yet here we are uh, forging ahead, uh, getting another one under our belt, and uh, soon we'll be tasting the new wines from the vintage. should be fun. Thanks for joining us. I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. We'll be back next week. That's it for today's show. Tune in again next week for Anthony Gismondi and Casey Wilson on the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. Presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Savon Foods. BC Food and Wine Radio is a TKS West production. Executive producer, Casey Wilson.